Amen. Let's look at Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. We're going to begin reading in uh, verse 14. I'm going to share a simple message entitled, All Things Possible. Uh, Mark chapter 9, uh, beginning in uh, verse 14. It says, When he was come to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. Wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnasheth with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long is it ago since it, this came unto him? And he said, of a child. And all times it had cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if, you, if thou can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And Jesus saith unto him, uh, and straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. And when Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter in no more into him. And the spirit cried and rent him sore, and came out of him, and he was as one dead. Insomuch many said, He is dead. Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up. And he arose, and when he was come unto the house, the disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Let's pray. <clears throat> God, we're so thankful to be together tonight. Uh, and Lord, we just have the uh, hope in, in our hearts, Lord, to know that you're in control of all things. And uh, Lord, you're a mighty God, and we rest in your strength and in your power. We depend on your grace and your mercy. And so, Lord, I pray that you speak to us tonight as we uh, study this passage. Help us to glean some thoughts that will help us in uh, uh, rejoicing in uh, the, the ability for us to do things that are impossible. And God, I pray for your blessing on the preaching of the Word of God tonight. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text verse is verse 22. It says, In all times it hath cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And in verse 23, Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And so all things are possible to him that believes. We know the story here. A father has brought his son uh, who is possessed of a demon. And uh, he has brought this son to the disciples uh, to see if they could do something to help him. 
and the disciples couldn't do anything at all. They were confused about this, and they literally asked Jesus after he uh, delivers this boy from this demon why they could not deliver him. And Jesus says in verse 29, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Uh, the amazing thing is, is oftentimes we wonder why we have little strength with God. And I wonder if it's because of the fact that we have little time in prayer and fasting. And uh, certainly the, the, the pressures of life and the difficulties we must overcome are far beyond our abilities to deal with those things. And so we must have the power of God resting upon us in order to confront these issues. Uh, this demon was literally tearing this boy apart. Uh, he was foaming and, and, and uh, wallowing on the ground. Uh, he was, when, that, when he came to Jesus, it's interesting that when he saw Jesus, that straightway it says the spirit tear him. And I'll tell you, the demons of hell fight against our opportunities to be able to lead people to Christ. And they, they control them, they manipulate them, they blind them, and uh, the devil works them over so that they might not be saved. But wait a minute, through prayer and fasting, we can change things in somebody's life. All things are possible. Oftentimes people think, well, you know, my situation I'm dealing with in life, you don't know what it is and you don't understand it. Uh, no, you don't understand the power of God to be able to overcome those things. So all things are possible. And uh, Charles Spurgeon said this. He said, faith uh, obliterates time, annihilates distance, brings future things at once into its possession. And, uh, you know, oftentimes we think we can't move ahead. We think we can't have victory. But the reality is our faith that we have to believe in God's leading in our life uh, certainly gives that ability to overcome those things. Our faith must increase. Now, literally, Jesus rebukes the, the crowd. He rebukes the disciples in verse 19. He answered, and said, uh, answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? And how long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And so faithless generation. Uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And without faith, it's impossible to do the miraculous. And so we must have faith to believe that God is bigger and God is stronger than the circumstances that we're facing in life to be able to give us victory. All things are possible. I don't believe that God is limited. I believe that God is a God that is not controlled by the circumstances in life and that God is the one who can move if we'll have faith to believe and pray and fast that God will give victory. Uh, uh, George Mueller said this. He says, I have joyfully dedicated my whole life to the object of exemplifying how much may be accomplished by prayer and faith. And uh, we must be people of prayer. We must go after God and pursue him in faith, believing that all things are possible to him that believeth. And, uh, you know, we're, I believe the world is in the trouble that it's in. Certainly America is in the trouble that it's in because we have turned our back on God. Uh, we have forgotten that God is the creator of all things and that he is the master of the universe and that everything in this world is subject unto him. And we've lived apart from the reality of who God is. And as a result of it, uh, we're suffering the consequences of our own fleshly desires. Uh, the devil is having his way. The demons of hell are enjoying the torment of the people. 
And uh, we need to have faith and believe that God can do something miraculous. God can bring a revival uh, in our midst and certainly within our country if we can have faith to believe that he'll do that. A.W. Tozer said this. He said, faith is the gaze of a soul upon a saving God. And uh, we can gaze on the reality that God is still on the throne. He's still in control. He still has the strength to be able to overcome the things that we cannot deal with. I just believe there is more to work at that's at work demonically in the world than what we're willing to acknowledge. Uh, the things that are going on, I tell you, they're demon, demonic driven. Uh, they're, they're wicked uh, their d- wicked decisions, uh, their corrupt responses, and people are suffering because of it. And so we need to believe that God can do something and break through and give us victory as we reach out to others also. And so faith, we need faith. If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. First of all, I see this. Perceived impossibilities. Why don't we have a believe or live in light of all things are possible is because we have perceived impossibilities. And we need to believe that God can do what he's promised that he would do. And uh, I'm just thankful. I, I just, when my wife and I got saved, we felt God calling us into full-time ministry. I felt God was calling me to preach. Uh, I'm glad that we didn't hesitate. I'm glad that we didn't listen to people but rather we followed the burden that was on our hearts and we just uh, surrendered and we so- I sold my truck and sold everything and just packed up and left and went to Bible college. Uh, the problem was there was a lot of perceived impossibilities. Well, there's no work. There's, you're not going to have any income. How are you going to work and go to school? Oh, God has, you know, you may have got saved, but you're only, you've been saved less than a year. You shouldn't be in, I mean, there's all kinds of perceived impossibilities. And we need to see that God can get us past the impossibilities and move us into the possibilities to know that God can do something that mirac- that's miraculous and completely out of our control, and we live in that realm of faith. So perceived impossibilities in verse 18 says, And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him. He's describing the problem. Wherever this demon wants to take him, he takes him. You know, the world seems like it just grabs a hold of people's attention and just drags them wherever it wants to take them. Drugs, alcohol, whatever it may be, music, entertainment, they just grab a hold of sports, grabs a hold of people, and just drags them to take them wherever it wants to take them. He said, wheresoever he taketh them, he teareth them. And every time the world drags us away from God, it always rips us up. It teareth them, and he foameth. And gnashes with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And so perceived limitations. Notice, first of all, there is no direction in life. Uh, This young man does not have a focus about direction in his life. He is not preparing himself for what God would have for him. He's not living in light of what things that he desires, but rather he's living in light of what the spirit, this evil spirit, desires to do in his life. He has no direction. And I remember before I got saved, I had no direction in my life. I remember I worked on a farm, and then I went into the Marine, went to college, and I didn't like that, and went into the Marine Corps, and it was okay. I enjoyed the Marine Corps, and I had fun in there. 
I like boot camp and ITR where you're beating each other up. You know, it was a lot of fun. And uh, and then I got I got in the communication center, and that was an easy gravy job. Uh, but it got boring after a while doing the same thing every day. I got out of the Marine Corps. And I thought, well, I'll go work for a mason. Boy, I let that job go fast. That was too hard to work. And then uh, I went uh, uh, to work for a carpenter. I didn't like that. I went to work for a crane operator. I said, forget this. This is too much work. And then I went out and got a tractor and trailer. And first year I had my tractor and trailer, I worked for 13 different companies. I mean, you talk about not having any direction in your life. And I know what it is to be torn apart. I, I Listen, I was an alcoholic, and God just drugged, I mean, the, uh, Satan just used all those things to drag me around and with no direction and no purpose in life. Perceived impossibilities. We think my life isn't worth anything. We think that our life is not amounting to anything. And it's because we're allowing the world to drag us and to draw us in a different direction of what God wants us to go. James 1.6 says, but let him ask in faith, not wavering. They used to kid me all the time. They used to say, Mike, which, which way is the wind blowing today? Because I changed my mind about so many different things and changing direction. Also, I can't believe I've been here for 25 years. Uh, that is unheard of for me to be in one place that long. Amen. But uh, we know this. He said, but let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. And so this young man, he's like a wave of the sea that's driven by the wind. And uh, our lives become that. I watch young teenage boys and girls and, and watch them. They just seem like they're not going anywhere. I've talked to a couple of our seniors this year. And I've just asked them, I said, hey, what are you going to do after you graduate? You know, that's coming up pretty quick. It's only two months from now. What are you going to do after you grow? I don't know. And I feel like saying, I know exactly what you're saying. I remember saying those same words, I don't know. And just looking and looking and looking. And I found this, that I was looking in all the wrong places that exposed me to all the wrong people that caused me to submit to the reality of the uh, dem demonic influences in my life that just about destroyed my life. No direction in life, perceived impossibilities. We think our life isn't worth anything. We think we have no direction. We think we can't accomplish anything. And because we have no direction in life, there's no value of life. And this boy's life is of no value because of the fact he cannot be a blessing to his father. He cannot be a help to others. He is not uh, uh, fathering the kingdom of God. He is not bringing glory to God. Everything about his life seems to have no value to it. But what shall a profit of man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul? And so many people are so consumed with trying to find value in life by what the world has to offer. And because of that, uh, we just don't see the worth and so we perceive that it's impossible to accomplish anything. And I just know this, that God can use anybody to accomplish great things for his glory if we'll get over ourselves and get away from the world and look at our life as being valuable in the hands of God. And so there's no direction in life. There's no value of life. And there's no help in life. Because he says, here I brought them to your disciples and they could do nothing. Everywhere this man turned, every possibility he looked at, 
for someone to come alongside and help, there was nobody to help. And uh, perceived impossibilities. People think, well, I can't get ahead. I can't be successful. I don't have anybody to help me. Well, if you get on the Lord's side, you walk with God, you believe God, have faith and trust in the living God, I'm going to tell you something. God can do something miraculous in your life and make you successful. I like what Charles uh, Chuck Swindoll said. He said this, fortunately, Jesus didn't leave the disciples or any of us without hope or direction. Where we failed, Jesus succeeded. The only one who has, uh, the only one who has, uh, a, was, I'm sorry, was, uh, the only one who was able to recognize and follow his purpose from the beginning was Jesus. He alone was able to obey consistently and please God completely. And his divine mission was to make a way for us to do the same. You know, if we're on the Lord's side, then praise God. God has a plan and God has a purpose in our life and he can enable us to be successful. You know, I struggled in my life without Christ to try to be successful in business or whatever it may be. And I struggle with those things, with all the, the sinful lifestyle and lust and everything else that the world had to offer. You know, after I got saved and went to Bible college, I tried to live my life for the glory of God, and I struggled in my Christian life. Starting the church up in Oakhurst, Gospel Lake Baptist Church was a struggle. My wife and I worked hard up there. Four or five hours a day, we would go soul winning and never talk to a person. Uh, nobody would talk to you up there. And uh, we ended up leading some people to the Lord, got a handful of people coming, and we struggled with a lot of things. It was hard, and, and we walked away from there. We were physically drained. We were spiritually drained. We were emotionally ruined, and we walked away from there. Nobody came alongside of us and said, hey, brother, we're pray praying for you. We want to be an encouragement for, with, uh, to you to keep going on for the Lord. No, we had people coming to us say, what, are you quitting ministry now? And we struggled, we had difficulties, and we had problems that we had to come over, overcome. We perceived that it was impossible for us to be able to be successful in ministry. And for a year, we were in between churches, and I'm going to tell you, for that year, God taught me a lot. And God taught me what, what the problem was, and taught me what the spirit was that was in me that needed to be broken what needed to be surrendered, what needed to be changed. And God worked me over. When God got me ready to overcome the perceived impossibilities, God opened the door for me to pastor. I'm just saying this. You may be here tonight and you may think it's impossible for you to be successful in your life because maybe you're in college, maybe you're in school, whatever it is. Maybe you're between jobs and you're saying, it just isn't working for me. Listen, there is still a God in heaven who can give you victory over those difficulties and those perceived impossibilities that are in your life because Jesus came along and this man was set free. And God can do that in your life. So perceived impossibilities. Don't live in the realm of perceived impossibilities. The devil likes to keep you there. He likes to try to remind you that you can't do anything. He tells us we're too young or he tells us we're too old. He tells us that we're too weak, or he tells us we're too strong. 
He has all kinds of accusations that he brings against us. He brings railing accusations against us. And he falsely accuses us. And he puts us down to make us think that we cannot accomplish anything for God. And in reality, I believe that God can use every one of us in a powerful way to bring himself glory. And this man, this father, and this son had to get over the perceived impossibilities that were in their life. I noticed another thing in verse 19 through 22. Proposed possibilities. If you can get over the perceived impossibilities, you can get into the realm of proposing possibilities in your life. In verse 19, notice he says, And he answered him and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him. And when he saw him straightway, the spirit tear him. And I just often think, every time I read that, that when God gets ready to do something in your life, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a struggle because the devil's going to fight against everything that God wants to do in your life. He says he fell on the ground wallowed foaming. And he asked his father, how long ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. Proposed possibilities. Notice, first of all, there must be a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. In verse 19, he says, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I suffer you? He was with them, and they could not perceive that there was a power to be able to experience healing. He was with them, and they could not understand the reality of who he was. If we're going to be able to have proposed possibilities in our life, it's going to start with a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. Everything that's going to take place that's going to be successful in your life is going to be based on you meeting with God and God alone. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's been times I know down at the prayer advance, God spoke to my heart many, many times down there. But I'm going to tell you, there was times when I had personal, by myself, encounters with God in prayer that God changed the course of my life. And God directed and gave me victory when I didn't think there was any way to be victorious. And God can speak to us and God can move in our life. We'll have a personal encounter with him. It was up back in 1989, I think it was. I was up going my way to Buffalo, New York and driving tractor and trailer. And God got all over me as I was in between churches. And God convicted my heart. And I'm going to tell you, I could pull the truck off to the side of the road, got out of the truck and lay down on the side of the ground. Laid out there, stretched out, crying out to God. And I'm going to tell you something. God showed up and God changed my heart. And it was after that encounter with God that God gave me the opportunity to be the pastor of Dividing Creek Baptist Church. I'm just saying this. you got to get out of perceived impossibilities and move into the realm of purposed possibilities that God is going to meet with you and God can do something miraculous in your life. I just know this, that God is greater than the opposition. He is stronger than the devil and he can take a life that seems to be ruined and turn it around and use it for his glory. So personal encounter with Christ. You're not going to find your purpose in your life by talking to other people. Oh, yeah, people can be a counselor and a multitude of counselors of safety. I understand all those principles, but I'm going to tell you, the door of possibilities open when you meet with God Almighty. 
And so there's a personal encounter with Christ. Notice, not only a personal encounter with Christ, but a past experience is overcome. See, when you have a personal encounter with Christ, you can overcome the past experiences in your life. Verse 20, as he is tearing him and he fell to the ground, Jesus asked him in verse 21 how long this has been taking place. He said, since he was a child, in verse 22, he says, in all times it cast him into the fire and into waters to destroy him. But if, it, if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And so he acknowledges that in the past, there were things that we could not overcome. The Spirit is taking him wherever he wants. He's dragging him. He's wallowing. He's foaming. He throws him in the fire. He throws him into the water. He has no control over himself. The reality is that may be so in the past, but you're in the presence with Jesus Christ right now. And you can overcome the past. You can overcome the temptations of the past. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 Ephesians 4.22 says that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man. I think one of the greatest struggles in the believer's life is we will not put off the past. Get out of the past. Stop living in the realm of your past. And put off, he says here, the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. I love driving tractor and trailer. I, there is nothing better in a person's life, in a man's life, than to get in a big rig that is about 160,000 feet long and get in that thing and then smell that diesel fuel and start jamming those gears and driving down that road and ratchet jawing on a CB. That is life, I'll tell you. And uh, oftentimes the devil comes along and he starts enticing me and saying, you know what, you get in one of those big rigs and start driving down the road. You remember how that was? And I say, yeah, I remember how that was. Never home. I remember how that was. Always alone. I remember how that was. Arguing with the dispatcher. I know how that was when you blew out a tire on a 100-degree day and you got to change the tire. Oh, I remember what it was, really, clearly. Uh, just don't present to me the good things. you got to put off the former conversation. Because I'll tell you what, the devil will grab your thought process and drag you back into that old life when God has given you a new life. And so he said that you put off the, uh, concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. May I say that we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind every day. Every day. And verse 24, and, put, and that you put on the new man, which after Christ is created in righteousness and true holiness. And so a personal encounter with Christ will enable you to forget about the past experiences that just kept you down and beat you up and you can overcome those things because of your relationship with Christ. And it opens a door of opportunity to accomplish many, many things that you didn't think you could do. And so a uh, personal encounter with Christ, past experiences overcome, and then a passionate plea for help. And I just know this, this man cries out to Jesus, if thou canst have, uh, do anything, in verse 22, have compassion on us and help us. 
And I know this, when we cry out to God for help, God hears our cry and God will reach out to us and help us overcome whatever it is. When you feel like you're failing and you can't get ahead, cry out to God and he can open doors of possibilities for you. Let God propose some possibilities in your life. I'm always praying for God to show me the possibilities that he has for me. And uh, I've just been praying recently, just asking, Lord, give me a vision. Give me a new vision. Show me what it is that you want me to do. I just, I just really want God to do something miraculous in my life. I want God to do something miraculous in this church. I want God to show up to where everybody forgets about the past and starts looking to the future what God's going to do in our life. You say, well, how's that going to happen? Cry out to God. Plead to him for help. It's interesting that this father went to the, the men of the city. He went to the scribes and the Pharisees. He went to the disciples, and there was no help. But he went to Jesus and cried out, and help came uh, very quickly to him. Colin S. Smith states this, God's word is the living seed that brings new birth. It is the milk that nurtures the new life of a young Christian and the meat that builds the muscle of a mature believer. And oh, how we need to cry out for God to help. And we hear God speak back to us as we meditate on the word of God and as we pursue God uh, through faith, reading the scriptures. Because as a babe in Christ, God will feed us the sincere milk of the word. But as a maturing believer in Christ, he'll give us the stakes. The stakes, I like stakes. The stakes of scripture, amen, give you something to chew on. And uh, sometimes it might be a little grisly. You may have to read it three or four times to figure out what it is. But I'm going to tell you what, when you get it to go down, it tastes real good, amen. Oswood Chambers said this, No enthusiasm will ever stand the strain that Jesus Christ will put upon his worker. Some people say, I just need to be excited. I've had people say, well, I just can't get excited like you do. Uh, it's not about excitement. It's about the presence of God. It's about the power of Christ. It's about the move of the Spirit of God. No enthusiasm will ever stand the strain that Jesus Christ will put upon his worker. Only one thing will, and that is a personal relationship to himself which has gone through the mill of his spring cleaning until there is only one purpose left. I am here for God to send me where he will. I think sometimes, some of us need some spring cleaning. You know, Lord, clean up something. We let our lives get so cluttered up. And it's amazing to me how much stuff gets piled up in my office. Sometimes what I do, I file by pile, amen? <laughs> I just pile it up. Uh, when the pile gets too big, I start at the bottom of the pile and start throwing it out. And so, uh, you say, well, wait a minute. Why did you put it there to begin with? I didn't have anything else to do with it. Now I don't know what it's about, so I just throw it out. Amen? <laughs> and uh, what, everything will take that place. Okay. Uh, we need to realize that all things are possible. And with the way we live in the realm of all things are possible, get over your perceived impossibilities. With God, all things are possible. So I don't need to live in the realm of impossibilities. Move in the realm of proposed possibilities. In other words, what is it you would like to accomplish? What is it 
you would like God for, to do? What is it that you can believe God to start moving and blessing in your life? Um, then promise possibilities. Uh, once you have your proposed possibilities, and this man proposed a possibility to Jesus, can you heal my son? That was his proposed possibility. And his past impossibilities was I brought my son to your disciples and they could do nothing. So here I'm proposing something. This spirit takes him wherever he is and is destroying his life. I believe, can you help me to solve this problem? And then in verse 23, Jesus said, if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth." That's a promise. That's a promise that God has given to us. So... What is your response to that statement of Christ? Notice, if thou canst believe. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, a great, we're not going to go through Hebrews 11, but read through Hebrews chapter 11. It's identified as the great faith chapter in the Bible. And you see person after person after person after person had faith to believe impossible things based on the promise that God made to them that it would come to pass. And it took place as God had declared it would. They lived in the realm of the promises of God. What is your response? What are you believing God to do miraculously in your life right now? Hey, there's things in my life right now I'm believing God to do. And I, I want to live in the realm of possibilities based on what God has promised. So what is your response to Jesus' statement, if thou canst believe? You have to answer that. I can't answer that for you. You can't answer it for me. What is going to be my, my response? What is the reality? Jesus declares, if thou canst believe, all things are possible. And so the re, we live in the realm based on the promise of possibilities in our life is to live in the reality that everything is possible. And yet we pray for things oftentimes as if it's never going to come to pass. We need to pray all things are possible. Salvation that is enjoyed. John 3.16 still in the Bible. There's somebody that you know that isn't saved and you've been witnessing to for a long time. You need to enter into the realm of the promised possibilities that, wait a minute, God did send his son in this world to die for sinners that we might be able to be saved, and God is not willing that any should perish, so let's believe God for an impossible thing. I remember Dr. Long, I'll never forget the message, the title of the message, and I don't remember the context of the message, but I remember years ago when I was in Bible college, that's 35 years ago, uh, Dr. Malone preached a message entitled, Getting a Hard Case Saved. And there's some hard cases that we can get saved and we can have faith to believe that all things are possible. Salvation enjoyed. New life received. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. I believe that tonight. I believe that God can change people's lives. And the amazing thing is, is that we live in a realm uh, that, I, that people say, well, you know, people get saved and we paint this picture that, well, just pray this prayer and you're going to heaven and you can just live as however you want. The reality is if they really get saved, they're under conviction. They can't live however they want. 
the direction of God leading in my life, the changes that took place in my life was not because somebody came alongside of me and said, Michael, you need to do this and you have to do this and you have to dress this way and you have to go to this. It wasn't because of that. It was because of reading the Bible and getting under conviction. New life. I believe God can change people's lives. I just, I'm always amazed. I testify a lot about my father. Well, my mother prayed for my dad for 28 years. I know what it was growing up in a home where there was alcoholism and things. My dad was a good man. He worked hard. But that, that liquor, man, I'll tell you, that devil's drink, it ruins people's lives. It brings heartache in the home. And I know what it is when my dad got saved that he was never the same. He completely changed. And God did a miraculous work in his life. And yet we live in the realm. We say, well, so-and-so needs to be saved. Well, we can't expect too much out of him. Why? The God that saved us and God worked in our life, then he can work in their life also. What is the reality? There's strength that is endued from God. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And so, yes, you can have the strength to go on day by day. And, yes, you can uh, stand against the wiles of the devil. And, yes, you can make a difference in the world that you live in through the power of Christ, not through the strength of ourselves. And temptation can be defeated. There is no temptation but that which is common to man, but God will with the temptation provide a means of escape. We do not have to be overcome with temptations. This boy did not have to be overcome with the possession of this demon. He needed to be set free from that. And this man is coming to Christ with based on the promises that God has told him that all things are possible to him that believeth. So we see what is your response? What is the reality? And who is the receiver? To him that believeth. To him that believeth. And this man's son is going to be set free because he believes what Jesus Christ has said. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, in verse 15, Paul tells Timothy, Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear to all. He didn't say that thy failures will appear to all. He said that thy profiting appears to all. And then verse 16, he says, Take heed unto thyself, and to the doctrine continue in them. For in doing, thou shalt save, both save thyself and them that hear thee. And so the receiver is those who believe what Christ has so stated, and they meditate on those promises that God has given. God has a promise for you tonight, and you need to get it. You need to get it in the Scriptures. You need to read the Bible. You need to be alone with God. And you need to cry out for his help, and God will give you a promise. Every, listen, every situation I have been in in my life, every struggle spiritually, every difficulty ministry, everything that I've had to deal with with family, uh, I've had to go to the Bible and find a promise from God. And I just want you to know this, that God can give you victory, and everything that is necessary to overcome in your life, you can overcome based on the promises of the possibilities of God. All things are possible. Tonight, if you're saying, yeah, but I got this one thing in my life, and it, I don't see how it's going to work out. No, enter in the faith. 
Don't live in the realm of unbelief. You know, the children of Israel, the amazing thing is, they couldn't go, many of them couldn't go into the promised land. Why? Because of their unbelief. All the promises were there. God had already promised that they, this was their land, that they were going to dwell. Uh, they were, listen, they already had the presence of God there with them. But because of their unbelief, they missed out on the blessings of God. They missed out on the possibilities of enjoying what God could do. Now listen, there's perceived uh, impossibilities in our lives. And need to get over the impossibilities. Because all things are possible. Get into the realm of the promises of the Lord, and his promises stand sure. And this man's son was delivered uh, right away. He was delivered when Jesus Christ rebuked the foul spirit in verse 25. He said, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him and enter him no more. And the spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him. And he was, was one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. I'm thankful that in the struggles to overcome uh, the failures in our life, we may seem as though we're as a dead man because it seems there's nothing left. The Son of God comes over and reaches out his hand and lifts us up. A righteous man will fall seven times, but will rise up again. When Peter was sinking on the sea when he was walking to Christ, uh, Jesus reached out his hand and brought him up. Christ is always reaching out to us to pull us up. And when he did that, let me tell you, this man's son uh, went into the realm of possibilities, promised possibilities of God Almighty. All things are possible. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for allowing us to be together tonight. Help us to live in the realm of victory and blessings, Lord, based on the promises of God. Um, Lord, whatever it is we're trying to overcome tonight, I pray you'd give us victory. I pray you'd give us faith to believe. I pray, God, that you would uh, give us strength and power uh, to be victorious for the glory of God. Bless down this invitation, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's